Welcome to the podcast. This is Stephen, Crystal, Joe, and Amy. And today, we're asking you a question. Do you like to get numb, bum? Do you like to sit in a seat for 14 to 16 hours with little buggers screaming in your ear? Or do you like to chew some gum and pop your ears at 30,000 feet and take you two hours to get to Disney? Flying versus driving. Let's get it going. All right. But you know, not everyone has 16 hours to get there. That's true. That's okay. It was a good effort. So just to reiterate, we are going to talk about the pros and cons of flying versus driving to and from Disney. Now we are coming from Virginia. So some of you guys might be coming from further away, closer. So it'll all be based off your opinion and what you experience. But that's the direction of this topic. So Joe and Amy, go ahead and get us started. I like to drive. I like to fly. Let's talk about the advantages of driving first. I just, I've always, growing up, we always drove. It didn't matter where, where we went. Most of the time when we went to Florida, I mean, when we went to Disney, we were living in Florida. So we lived in South Florida. Orlando was about a four-hour drive. So obviously you're not going to fly to that. Um, and then as we got older, we moved to, uh, Virginia. It was the same thing. The times we went to Disney, we would drive from like from where we are in Lynchburg to Orlando. I mean, to, well, Orlando to Disney is right at 11 hours. Um, that's stopping to get gas and stretch your legs and all the other things. That's 11 hours without children. Well, yeah, it's an 11 hour drive taking your time. I mean, I'm not saying we're... We're stopping and going shopping all the time, but that's a, hey, let's get something to eat. Hey, I got to pee. Hey, let's stop at this rest stop and, you know, just stretch our legs for a minute. It takes 11 hours. Um, The few times we did it when I was younger and then when I got older, we did it. We would drive about eight hours or so, make a roughly a a full day or so of driving. Stop uh, in Brunswick, Georgia is where we would stop at. And then the next day you would wake up early and you'd have about a three hour drive to Disney. You drive to your resort by the time you got there, your room was ready, you dropped your bags off, you went to the park. Um, I, I I didn't mind driving at all. A couple of you know advantages advantages to that are uh, I mean it is for the most part it's cheaper. Yeah, you can find cheaper plane tickets. You know, you can get the tickets that are forty, fifty, sixty dollars a person each way or whatever. Uh, but you're limited and no carry-on, one carry-on, no check bags, you know, $50 a check bag, all the other hidden fees that come with it. When you drive, you're just driving. If you get a vehicle that has good gas mileage, uh, I can fill up when I leave, when we leave our house, we make sure the tank is full. I can get all the way to roughly Columbia, South Carolina, fill up, and the rest of the second tank will take us to Orlando. Um we don't, we're not those people that have to have a vehicle while we're at the parks. Uh, you know, I know some people want to have it so they can drive to and from the parks. They don't have to worry about Disney transportation. If they want to go off property to eat, they can. Now, once, once we get to you, whether we drive or whether we fly, once we get to the resort, that car is parked and it doesn't move until the day that we leave. We do not leave property. We don't use our own car for transportation. It's none of that stuff. It's just, for me, it was just this, what we did. I got used to driving. 
it doesn't it doesn't bother me to drive. I can set the cruise control and I just listen to music or whatever and drive and the miles just click off. It's not a big deal to me. But Amy is the exact polar opposite and she can tell you why. Well, yeah, speaking about the, the positives of driving, I have to chime in there. Because, um, you know, I mean, there's positives and negatives and, and everything. For me, you know, we used to drive when I was a kid also. We couldn't afford to fly. That was primarily the reason. Uh, plane tickets were a lot more expensive back then than they are now. But, you know, I remember, you know, packing in the car, you'd have your drinks and your chips or your, you know, back then we had the little digital, they weren't Game Boys. It was like the football with the dots. You know, you could play that. Uh, you had your Walkman you could listen to. Um, and then we would always stop at South of the Border, which was one of my favorite things to do. You see all the signs, 100 miles south of the border, 80 miles south of the border, you know, 16 miles south of the border. So we'd play, you know, the riding games or whatever, but you get to stop and get some candy, um, you know, uh, use the bathroom and get a drink. And you had like your own drink to yourself. Um, so for me, it was more like a Chevy Chase nostalgic cross country type, even though we're not cross country. Yeah, it kind of had that feeling, you know, so that for me, that's that's the benefits of it. Um, you know, as an adult, I, there are no benefits for me, but. It allows me to at least relive the childhood yeah, if we were to do it so I could get on board with it that way. Yeah, I think I think um, it just it was something that I'm comfortable with. I have nothing against flying. I've flown, you know, I've flown several times. I have absolutely nothing against flying. It's just as a personal thing, I get, I'm not going to say more excited, but there's more planning and stuff or whatever for me. And we load the car up and we leave at five o'clock in the morning and it's more of a it's more of an adventure um, driving, but with that, you know, there comes negative things and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, you guys obviously know, but a lot of other people listening don't know the last time or yeah, the last time that we drove down there, um, it was me and Amy and it was both boys, but it was what, three years ago, coming up on three years. And what happened, Jeff? It was almost four years ago because Mason was four months old. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was me and Amy. Carter was six years old, and Mason was four months. About four months old, yeah. Um, Same thing. We left early in the morning before light. Everything was going great. We stopped in Columbia. I filled up with gas. We went inside. We got some drinks. We got something for breakfast. Got back on the road. We We didn't go 10 minutes on the road. It was kind of a... It wasn't raining, but it was one of those misty, dreary, just really crappy days. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, we were on 95 South in Columbia, South Carolina. And a guy came merging onto um, 95. 95 and started fishtailing and lost it and came across from the right-hand acceleration lane. I was in the left-hand lane, came across both lanes of traffic, a perpendicular traffic, just kind of cut it and made a left-hand turn. And I saw it happening, and I hit the brakes. And with everything being wet, uh, we didn't stop. And he ended up coming across. And he, I guess, technically, he didn't really T-bone us, but he, I guess, maybe he did. I don't know what you would want to call it. But he hit the front of his truck, hit the front right part of my truck, um, and just completely smashed it, broke the axle, bent everything up underneath there, um, ended up totaling my, my truck uh, on the side of 95. So, we had to wait for the state police to get there. The cool part was 95 was shut down. So I can't say that I got to shut down 95. For a <laughs> we know how much uh, the state police of any state loves that. 
Yeah, yeah. And it was it was shut down for a good hour. So there's no telling how many miles of backup that accident caused. <laughs> You're um, welcome. We were all fine, of course. Um, but the truck got totaled. I had to mess with the whole um we ended up getting a rental car. The rental place was really great. The insurance, my insurance and stuff, everything was handled really great and everything. Um, but, you know, the first couple of days on the trip, I was on the phone with the uh, insurance company going over all that stuff. They were emailing me stuff. I had to I had to go on my phone and download PDFs so I could virtually sign paperwork and everything. So it kind of did take away from the trip. Um Kind of is an understatement. Yeah, I mean that, that was set just, the tone for the whole. That trip. really did set the tone. I mean, that was the trip <laughs> from hell. But uh, y'all, y'all know all about that. You were with us, but um, I mean, that was once. You know, I'd say once in a million thing. But I mean, obviously, accidents do happen. So uh, you I do... still have anxiety from it, and I still don't have a new car because of it. So <clears throat> here we are, four years later. I'm still bitter, if we will. Yeah, you about driving. I don't know. I'm just anyway. I'll let Amy go ahead. Well, Amy, go ahead and tell us any, any anything positive at all about driving that you can think of, if anything. I think it depends on how far you're going, who you're going with, and anxiety levels, if anything. Um, I know anymore we can't go an hour down the road before the four-year-old has to pee or needs a snack or is just flopping over in his car seat. I'm bored. So the thought now of going on an 11 or now 12 or 13 hour road trip with them, when you think of all the stops and all the McDonald's that they're going to see and everything, it just doesn't seem worth it because listening to a child fuss for 12 hours. And when you have two of them fussing with each other, I would rather pay more to fly to keep my sanity than anything but that's just a personal thing joe can tune them out more than i can i'm sitting there i'm the one that has to reach back here's your snack here's your drink and then i hear it five seconds later okay i'm done with my snack so i have to get it back and get the drink and then i have to pee and i have to eat and i'm hungry and i'm tired and i'm bored it's just it's too much yeah, but, but I can yeah. turn the music up and when they start complaining I'll turn it louder or then they'll ask me for something like can't talk driving talk to your mom I can't talk I'm driving so I don't really have to be <laughs> um, so I think I that would, yeah what, what positive think, stuff though um, if it's something you could play in if you don't mind driving at night um, probably easier because if we ever decided to drive again I would suggest leaving in the middle of the night so the kids can sleep. And that's a few more hours of peace. Um, it's probably less traffic. Uh, I think if we were to drive again, doing more of a nighttime trip would be yeah. more, I think. I, I, I joke with Amy and, and say kidding, but the, the, the joke or whatever is I'd get Crystal to write Amy a prescription for like one Xanax so she can take a Xanax and pass out. <laughs> it's and not then, a joke. I'd give the kids a couple of Benadryl so they'll sleep. So then I'm just driving for, you know, all the way to Disney. Amy's zonked out. The kids are passed out in the back seat, and we're just cruising down the road. <laughs> well, I think the other side of that is we – I talked to Crystal about if we did drive, we would want to get one of those big 12-seater vans or 10-seater vans and just drive together. That could be fun. You know, we could do the captain's co-hats. Uh, oh, absolutely. Just switch driving all night. 
like that. So there are some positives of driving. Crystal, what's your positive for driving? You you well, like driving. If we took a 12-seater van, me and Amy could have shirts that say snack bitch on it. Snack bitch, yes. that's right. <laughs> that's good work. So yes, I, that is my life. I'm honestly 50-50. I'm good with driving. I'm good with flying. I, when I did drive last time, we drove night, like what you said. We left at 8 o'clock at night. So we drove for about, you know, went and got dinner in the car. It was a late dinner, but they were fine. And around 11, they started getting sleepy. We had a rest stop. Everyone went to the bathroom. And then they got back in the car, and they all went to sleep. And it was the most peaceful drive to Disney. There was no traffic. Even with the stops, it was only me because they were sleeping. So they were out the car, into the bathroom, and right back out. And it was a very short trip. Now, the next day, I was a little bit more tired than I would expect. But I think because I was in Disney, it wasn't as bad, and it was more tolerable. My problem with driving is I can't come back at nighttime because I'm kicked out that hotel at 11. So then I'm just kind of twiddling my thumbs and then I'm going to be too tired to come back. So the coming home part during the daytime was way more stressful than driving there at nighttime. But then for me, flying has its own stressors. Like, Well, we're just doing positives about driving right now. Okay, that's all I got. (laughs) All right, so why don't you start us off with negatives about driving? My only negatives with driving is just the time and the constant, I need a snack or I want to go to the bathroom. But I mean, most of the time I make all of my kids, even if they don't have to, they have to go at that same time. And then it's just small snacks, small drinks. But I think, you know, when we went to Luray this past time, our drive down there wasn't bad, but our drive back, our kids were having a meltdown because there's no Wi-Fi. We're in the mountains. Where do you want me to get the Wi-Fi from? I don't know what to oh, tell yeah, you. Yeah. Ain't no Wi-Fi in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, um, I hate everything about it. So that's all I got to say. I hate driving. I don't like it. There's nothing about it I enjoy. I could be talked into doing it uh, as a group. You know what I'm saying? Like, that could be fun. We could make an adventure out of it. I just don't like to be in a car for that long. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's better. It it is. I would say this is better than taking a train because I will never do that again. But, um, you know, so I would definitely drive over that. But uh, the negatives for me is, you know, your butt goes numb, your back starts hurt, you got to pee all the time, the kids are crying. Yeah, you still have to stop uh, if you drive straight through multiple times. But in reality, is it that bad? No. I mean, being shot in the leg is bad. Having to drive to or from, like, Disney, especially when you got south of the border or other things in the way, it's really not that bad. It can be done. That's what we like to call first world problem. <laughs> yeah. We get off the interstate before you even get to south of the border. So we don't even get that. Like, we literally have I-95 until you can't. And then we cut over onto 29. Yeah, it's yeah, really not that big of a deal. I mean, there's people starving in, in the world in the U.S. It's, this is, these are small potato problems. But give you know stuff I don't like about driving is just all that stuff. You know, it's mainly the kids. I could drive with us four all day long, no problem. When you throw all the kids into it, yeah, it just makes it rough. Yeah, it doesn't. The, the, like I said, the, the drive thing really, it, it doesn't bother me as much. I mean, I've <clears throat> grown up, we always drove. Um, you know, we, we always try. Next month when we drive, you know, go down to the beach. You've got, what, a two-hour two, two hour drive? Yeah. I've got a five-and-a-half-hour drive. On a good day with no traffic, it's going to take me five-and-a-half hours to get there. Um, yeah. So it, the, the driving part doesn't bother me. I will say – while the driving part doesn't bother me, it does sometimes get annoying when you've got one of them 
you know, I dropped this. Can I have this? I need this. I can't reach this. Can you help me? And then, you know, if he drops something sitting behind Amy that she can't reach, then I, I can't reach it. I'm sorry. And then he has a meltdown because he really needs that and she can't reach it. And I'm not going to pull over on the side of the road so she can give him a, I don't even, a Lightning McQueen car that he dropped, you know, out of his bag or whatever, no. whatever the trivial thing may be. Um, or, you know, we're drinking we stopped to get something to drink and one of them doesn't put the lid on it and he drops it. And now I've got Mountain Dew um, all over the leather seats in the back of my car. Like that, that really bothers me. And one, and one way that could make it fun to split it up to, so the negatives aren't so negative, you know, drive down and fly back, you know, then you got the excitement driving down there, um, the stops to various places south of the border or wherever. Um, and then flying back, it's only a two hour flight for us. Well, so. I will say, Flying also has its disadvantages. It's not all positive. So why don't you tell us the negatives about flying? We'll go to that one next. Out of Orlando, customs. The fact that I have to be there two and a half hours in advance. You don't have to go through customs to come Well, you know what I mean. The long line where they check your bags and there's so many people there and you're going through the lines, going through the lines. And then all of the cheaper flights go out at like six o'clock in the morning. We now have to be there with kids at four o'clock in the morning. It's crazy. But Magical Express, if you take that, picks you up three hours early. So it's literally you're getting picked up from Disney yeah. at 3.30 in the morning to get a 6.30 flight. Yeah, early flights are definitely a negative. Now, sure, you can get a flight at 12 o'clock, which is more time efficient. But for a family of four, those are easily $250 tickets per person. Depending on what, I mean, yeah, you're looking what, at for a family yeah. of four, that's $1,000 just to fly. That's that a lot a- of money. That was a big thing for us. Like going down, we leave at what nine thirty? No, going one. down, we leave at one twenty. We leave at one twenty in the afternoon, so it was a, it was a perfect time. We don't have to go to Richmond and stay the night before. We can leave here, take our time going down there. Um, coming back, it was the same. The good priced flights left at six fifteen, six thirty, six forty five in the morning. The other ones where you're like, okay, a nine, you know, eight a nine a.m. flight, that's that's doable. Those were, like you said, they were $175, $200 a person. So, Although if you are OCD like I am and you check it every day, you can find where the flights go down because we booked, instead of a round trip ticket, we booked, and I think y'all did too, one way down because of the weekend booked um, our flight back because ticket prices went down. Um, and I got a flight... That leaves at like 9.45 and gets back to Richmond after one layover at like 3, which is fine for us. We don't have to go on Magic Express till like 6.45 in the morning, which Mason's up by 6 anyway, so that's fine. Um, and then, wouldn't you know, the day after I booked, which I thought was a decent price, um, it went down and I could save 100 bucks. So Southwest let me get a credit to use for later. So I have $100 sitting there now for a later use and um they also won't change your flights so if those days better time i can change my flights around but right now i have one booked for it was 78 bucks a person and so flying southwest is not a direct flight but we get two free check bags for each person if we need them we get a carry-on we get a personal item to me the worst part of flying isn't the prices necessarily. If you can plan it right, it's just like Crystal said, it's getting through security at 
Orlando International and making sure that you are where you need to be. Um, that's the most stressful part for me is just the security check. Yeah, for me, it's the same thing. And it's not so bad going out of Sanford. Um, it's the, you know, it's, it's really nothing. You basically just walk right in, you know, if you're flying Allegiant or something like that. But, you know, the other side of that is hey, you're paying 45 bucks or 70 bucks a ticket. Sometimes you get a really good deal. But, you know, to go from Animal Kingdom to um, to Sanford to the airport, last time we went on December the 14th, it was around 3.30 in the afternoon time. It was $83.09 to take an Uber um, to go from Animal Kingdom to Sanford. Um, now, right now, this time of night, I just looked it up for it'd be like 73 bucks. So, you know, you really we're flying all four of us for 250 bucks one way so you can't i mean you can't no, really let me clarify them, he said four we are flying seven I'm people sorry, seven people for 250 yeah, seven people for 250 dollars one way you can't drive for that you know and it's um i mean you know not if we stop and get a hotel and all the mcdonald's like you said and all that stuff but um the you're still going to pay you know say 100 bucks with tip to get to sanford so you know, I mean, it, and the other thing I just thought of with, with driving, too, um, if you park your car or your DVC, you don't have to pay for parking. But if not, you do have parking fees on top of that as well yeah. that you got to pay. It right. doesn't get like 20 something bucks a day or something like that. It's like 25 a day for deluxe, isn't it? So that yeah. adds up. Yeah. Too. So really what you pay in your Uber to get to Sanford negates what you would pay for parking for a week so it kind of yeah. that part i guess kind of evens out yeah um but if we got a 12 person van and went down there we would get free parking because we're dvc but we're still paying almost a thousand dollars to get a van for the week right i'm hoping yep. that someone from allegiant or frontier hears me on this advertisement if you need to fly fly with them because it is for us for seven people to fly there and fly back i spent 560 dollars which actually ended up being cheaper than what I would pay in gas alone for us to take my Pathfinder and not rent a car because how expensive yeah. gas has gotten. And with that, that's no check bags or anything. They can get quite expensive. But with staying with DVC, there's a washer and dryer you get to use for free. You just got to bring your own soap or whatever else. Yeah. So we pack light. But there, you don't get to just, you know, if you find like a good deal like Amy found where 70 bucks or whatever, 75 bucks for a ticket for Southwest, now you're really making out yeah, like a bandit. Yeah, that's a steal. Yeah. yeah. Because I think when I started looking back in like June, a round trip flight for four of us with Southwest or JetBlue or any of them started at like twelve or thirteen hundred bucks. I have now gotten round trip for four of us on Southwest for right around six hundred, which is still more than y'all are paying per person. But like I said, for us, but Joe has the Southwest life. card, so we get points for it. We actually used some of his points for one of the tickets to get down there, so that was a free ticket for us. Um, and then we do have the luxury of free check bags if we need them. Um, each of us gets a carry on an impersonal. Like I said, getting direct flights on Southwest is next to none. Most of them will stop in either Atlanta or Midway in Chicago. Um, but to me, that's just part of the adventure. You stop at a, uh, a stop essentially halfway there you get something to eat the kids have a chance to use the bathroom stretch their legs and then we head back so um for us if southwest is listening 
in and loves people. Um, <laughs> the, the, we can't do any better than them, especially as a family of four. They, they were just, yeah, they, do, they have the family uh, seating. So you get to all go together. And Right. Since we have a four year old, even if we get crappy boarding passes, we can do the family seating, which um, boards right after the, the group A, if you will, yeah. boarding. Yeah. Because Southwest doesn't have assigned seats. You get your boarding pass um, 24 hours before, and it's literally, it's like Black Friday. You're trying to get your new Xbox or something. You're trying to get the best boarding pass you can get 24 hours before. Yeah. So it's a little more stressful, but Mason saves us yeah. this year. Because well, and one other, with Southwest, you're buying a ticket to get on the plane. You cannot pick your seats. They don't have assigned seating. So... The quicker when they when they do the release the boarding passes, the quicker you log in and t- get one of those boarding passes, the quicker the earlier you'll get a boarding group to be able to get onto the plane to get your window seat or aisle seat or you know people are real picky about where they want to sit. I just want a window seat. I don't care where it is on the plane. I just want to look out the window. Yeah, I think the other thing about Stephen doesn't care about his seat. He just wants to be away from me and the kids and have some peace and quiet. That's I just want—I just want to be able to take off. And two hours later, I'm—I'm I'm at Disney. Yeah. Right, we get—we do have one flight. That's a direct flight, at least per day, um, that we leave. Uh, you know, from um, down here at uh, down here in Norfolk. I mean, the other one negative though about flying that I can think of is canceled flights. Um, you know, even if the weather is bad, you can drive a car anywhere almost. Uh, you sure. can at least make it. But, you know, not only about weather, but if there's a chip light during the checks and they have to ground the airplane, that's happened to me before. So, um, you know, I mean, there's all the risks that you y'all. can't take off or there's delays or whatever else. Right. And that's something that a lot of people don't really think about. You know, people who don't fly a whole lot is they think, oh, the weather's nice. It'll be good. That may be true, you know. Let's just use us, for example. If we're flying out of, out of Richmond to ORF to um, – or MCO, I'm sorry, not MCF. ORF, uh, to MCO to Orlando, um, we have a, a layover in Atlanta. Well, that plane that we're going to get on Atlanta might be coming from Texas. Yeah. They might have severe storms in Texas, and that plane is grounded. So when we land in Atlanta, our connector flight from Atlanta to Florida might be delayed because they're still in Texas because they can't get off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, there's always potential for delays. And then there's always potential, especially flying budget airlines, there's always the potential for, you know, you get there and, and your bag is a little bit too big. And now you got a $70 or $75 charge or something like that you weren't expecting. I mean, there's there's always a chance of losing your luggage, especially when you're changing airplanes. Um, but in general, for me, there's no comparison flying versus driving. Um, number one, it's safer, uh, statistically speaking. Uh, and number two, it's so much quicker. You basically get an entire day you wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, but driving can still be super fun under the right circumstances. I have actually seen the last time that we flew, um, we were at the airport and um, I don't remember. It wasn't, it wasn't Southwest. I can't remember what the ticket counter was next to us when we were waiting. It's like United or American or but something. They, there was a girl who had a check bag and it was overweight. And she actually took it out of the, out of the line, went over to where the trash cans were 
and she was taking stuff out of her bag and throwing it in the trash cans and then having to take it back over and weigh it to make sure she yeah. was underweight so she didn't have to pay. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just, uh, and I know why they do that. They do that because of safety reasons and cost and, you know, and, and things along those lines. It takes more fuel. And like, I, I get literally it, but... weigh our bags if we check one on the scale with me to make sure they're under 50 pounds before we leave the house. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going on a, a golfing trip in October after we go to the beach, Joe, and I have to pay to take my golf clothes. We're taking a budget airline. We're taking Frontier down there. Um, so I'm taking a minimal golf clubs, extra, extra stuff I never use. I won't take, but I'm going to be packing clothes inside of that, you know? So that way I'm going to have it at 49.5 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way I don't go over 50, but I can pack my toothbrush and all my toiletries and all in my golf bag. And then I can just walk on the plane and I have to pay for a, an, an extra bag. Um, and, and theirs wasn't too bad. I think it was like $35 for a check baggage or whatever, but. Um, but yeah, it can get expensive, especially when you're doing these budget airlines, you, you know, you really have to, you have to, it's a different mindset. You have to plan accordingly and you can save a ton of money. Right. Or if you're willing to put in the time to look at it and willing to like, like y'all do, which is pack super light and say, you know, you're there for five days. All right. I'm going to bring, you know, whatever, five pairs of underwear, five pairs of socks, three short sleeve t-shirts, two long sleeve shirts, make sure it fits in your, in your backpack. Well, then you're, you're good to go. Cause if it's a yeah. shirt you want to wear again, you just throw it in the washing machine and you wear it, you know, in a couple of days or whatever. Um, but I think a lot of people would have, a, let's say a lot of people, but there are people that would have a hard time with that. And I mean, admittedly, I'm one of those people <laughs> last weekend when we went to, we went to the caverns when we got back home and we opened up cause we walked, we brought the one, big bag or whatever the suitcase and uh, she opened it up she's like good god man how much clothes did you bring i brought like three pairs of shorts two pairs of pants like five t-shirts a couple of polo shirts i practiced for disney i had me and the boys in half of that bag joe took the other half i mean sometimes sometimes you gotta be looking good yeah, I mean, you never know. And you never wore it. Maybe one night, y'all were going to be like, hey, let's go to the club. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Amy would have been like, all I got is flip flops. I'm like, I got dress shoes. I got dress pants. I got a polo shirt. Let's go. I got the thong uh, from the my thong song. The thing in Luray was in Arby's, all right? They won't know. It was pretty nice, though. It was cute. Luray, Virginia was pretty nice. So was Woodstock. That wasn't a bad area. Yeah. It was nice. I hadn't been there before. I would stop. So the final question comes down to. Fly or drive? Which one do you choose? Fly, hundred percent of the time, if I could. Okay, fly. We don't need to total another vehicle on the interstate. I mean, I think I love the convenience of flying. I love being able to look out the window and play on my phone for you know an hour, and then we're in Atlanta, and then get on the plane, play on my phone for an hour, and like, oh look, we're at Orlando now. I love that part. I love the convenience. You know, as of right now. For free, Disney will pick you up. They'll take you to the hotel. Like you don't have to worry about anything. I love that part. Um, but I also love loading up the car at five o'clock in the morning, and well, actually, we loaded up the night before, leaving at five a.m. and you know, and driving and watching the sun come up and watching the miles count down. And we have a thing like when you know, when you're going from one state to another, when you cross the state line, like everybody's reaching far as far as they can into Virginia or whatever, North Carolina. Um, like that, I enjoy that kind of stuff. I, I like that. That's how that's how I grew up, and you know that's that's my thing. 
So are you um, saying driving is your preference? I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm on I the don't fence. know what kind of experience he has because I'm sitting in the passenger seat with anxiety the whole time. Watch this Watching car. a car Watch coming towards me. They're coming. If, if I could, like, seriously, if I could give Amy a Xanax to have her calm down because that, that is one of the biggest things with her. It's speed limit 65. How fast are you going? You got somebody merging over here on the right. Can you pass this truck? You're also close to the Jersey wall. Slow down. What are you doing? Speed up. What are you doing? The whole time. So the truck that hit us, he looked at it with this cruise control on and said, Hey, look at this asshole. And then five <laughs> seconds later, boom. Uh, well, I, this is, I this saw is, him and then I hit the brakes when he started coming and I couldn't stop him. And this is a family friendly channel. And this is a family friendly <laughs> channel, man. So please. Well, I need Crystal to bleep that one out. <laughs> Keep the profanity till now. The snack bitch. Yeah. The snack bitch and the asshole comment. Yeah. We can bleep those out. Beep. As I sit no. here and drink my truly. But uh, so so Joe's a I'm I'm good either way kind of guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm good either way. Whichever way the wind blows. So whatever the wife wants. Bit whatever she wants, which basically means we're flying. Fly. We're flying, yeah. So um, but flying. but if, if I will, I'll put it this way: for a trip like this, where we've planned it out and we've got everything budgeted, and we're it's like a you know our one big trip for the year, fly. If you guys were to call, you know, in two months and be like, "Hey, we got DVC. We're going down to Disney next weekend. Y'all want to go?" and we were able to make it work, it would drive because I can drive down there and back for two hundred dollars and change. So right. um, that makes. I'd sense. rather fly, but I can drive. So you're basically your choice is to fly, but if it's budgetary or fiscally decision making, you would drive. I would drive, correct. Fair enough. No, I, I agree with that. What do you think, man? What's yours? The statement that you just said was me completely. So I will fiscally, fly, but if, if it's a budget thing, I will drive. And I will drive with a damn smile on my face and y'all all just shut the hell up and eat your snacks and let me Well, do I'm it. not arguing with you, that's for sure. I'm I actually told Joe if he wanted to drive this time, he could and I would meet him there. <laughs> I'd be willing to take the car to Richmond on my own, fly out, and just meet them when we got there. Bye. Yeah, I hear you. I would All just right. give the kids some gummy bears, but I put some melatonin gummies in there, and they would just sleep. <laughs> kids have been sleeping for 24 hours. <laughs> so I think the consensus is it, if we put money aside, all of us would want to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if money wasn't an issue, sure, let's fly. All right. I like that. Yeah. I think okay. if your trip is double digits in hours, it's it's going to save a lot of anxiety and heartache and stuff if you if you're able to fly. Well, I can tell you one thing: I would much rather fly to uh, drive to Orlando than to take my rear end to Chicago again because that was the most miserable drive I've ever had. And I can tell you, I want to go watch. You know, I got my master's degree at Northwestern. I want to go watch Northwestern football game uh, just so I can say I did it. And Crystal and I agreed that we's be flying. I ain't driving. Though also, full disclosure, anybody listening, if your kid is a jerk and screams the whole time, please drive. Says everybody on the plane. True. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yes. Good point. And then the other thing, real quick, on that is with the mask and stuff. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of little kids like Mason, like we're gonna really have to try to work to get him to keep his mask on because. Yes. Yeah. Um, three and over, you've got to have a mask on, and he'll wear it. He'll tolerate it. But for hours at a time, it's, it's, it's fun be for tough. a little while for him. Um, it's going to take some coercing to make sure he keeps it on the yeah, whole time. We'll be that plane that gets turned around because he won't put his mask on. No, what she need to do is take some of those melatonin gummy bears. Pop there them you in. go. What I do is threaten him. If you want to go see Baby Yoda, you put that mask on now. Hmm? And it usually works. That'll do it. Yeah, That'll Luke do it. does okay with his mask. That's one thing I don't have to worry about. So, 
He just hasn't, Mason just hasn't had to wear it for extended time. So it's something new for him. All right. Well, that sums this one up. So we'll get this one posted here shortly. Love to hear your guys' opinion in terms of flying versus driving. May y'all, maybe y'all know some tips and tricks that we don't know. So let us know. And other than that, we will see you guys soon. We will talk to you later. Now it's time to pay the price. Now Tim Tracker is going to get you for that. And you know it. He's my idol. He might be listening. You don't know. If anybody's going to sue me, I want it to be Tim. I love that guy. Maybe he'll get an autograph on our. I, do, I will say this. That closing statement, all credits go to Tim Tracker. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Night, guys. Bye.